Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. A warmer brotherly love. Welcome to Lovely Las Vegas. For Cuffs Cussies with myself, Greg Eves, and now part of the Decent Family Podcast. We've got a tremendous podcast for you. As if you guys are wondering about who I've got number one in college basketball right now entering into the season, I'll have you with that in the final segment. We saw big news with Pete Nance deciding to go to North Carolina. He was at Northwestern last year, so if you're looking for my thoughts there, that'll be in the final segment where I wrangle up all the news and notes that we wound up seeing in college basketball on Saturday. Didn't see a ton of them, but that one was pretty seismic, so we're going to be diving into that in the second segment. Wound up, unfortunately, doing this interview before we wound up seeing the news of Pete Nance, but still a good interview regardless. Tobias Bass, he's going to be joining me. We're going to be talking about some of the fits that we're going to be seeing with some of these transfers that have wound up committing late. We're also going to be just talking about the topic of these guys that they wind up committing late via the transfer portal. Sometimes they just don't wind up panning out. We're going to bring up a few examples from last season, so we're going to be just discussing that in general. And he's going to be bringing up what mid-major conferences he thinks could be in for a big season as well. So we're going to have Tobias Bass, who does a terrific job with The Athletic, joining me in the second segment. And if you ever do have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to find those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore one Keep in mind, letters CM. They mean it does not matter, so as per usual, please send these into the timeline. The other way, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Find that five-star review. I know that most of you guys have been asked Asking about who I have number one right now coming into the college basketball season, and I'll be revealing that in the final segment. I'll just say this at the top, though. Whether you have Houston, Gonzaga, or North Carolina number one, I think that it's relatively close, and just always keep in mind that even though a team might be a preseason top five team, top ten team, number one team, what have you, it's just a preseason always be open to new information when the season winds up coming about. Don't be stubborn and be like, well, I had this team number five coming into the preseason. They're now one and five. We've got to keep them as like a top 25 team or anything like that. Always have flexibility and just because someone, whether that be myself, whether that be another college basketball analyst, maybe has your team a little bit of a ranking lower than you'd expect them to be, it doesn't mean that they think that your favorite team sucks. Do not worry about that because we're all just trying to get it right here and as new information becomes available, we wind up becoming more and more flexible with our rankings. It's all about being able to get it right and it's all about being able to make money on this podcast as well. So I'll just say that at the top we're going to be hitting upon who I've gotten number one with regards to college basketball going into the season as of right now obviously a little bit subject to change in the final segment and in the second segment we're going to be chatting with our good friend Tobias Bass of The Athletic right here on Coast Suits with myself Greg Eves Pearson now a part of the Decent Family Podcast 
This show slash podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. And over at BetterHelp, they're helping you try to be able to ease up on your life a little bit more because I'm sure that you, much like myself, wish you had a little bit more time on your hands, whether that be to pursue a hobby. I myself could use a little bit of sleep as I've been handicapping about like 300 games a week and you're not able to get a lot of sleep when you're working that much. So hopefully you appreciate it on this podcast. But that said, Therapy can be exactly what you need to be able to get a little bit more time on your hands to pursue exactly what you love. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Learn what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Coast today. That's C-O-A-S-T to be able to get 10% off through your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Coast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back in Love Las Vegas with Dirty Cut Seats with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beats and Family Podcast. And great to be joined by our guest, it's Tobias Bass, doing a great job over there. With the athletic following all things college basketball. And on top of that, I know that he does a great job taking a look at the NBA draft as well as taking a look at some of the incoming recruits for this season as well, which that's becoming more and more important because there's going to be a lot of freshmen this year that are going to sneak up on us and are going to have some big seasons. And to be able to follow Tobias on Twitter, that is at his name, Tobias underscore Bass. And Tobias, always great to have you aboard, my friend. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. It is great to have you aboard, and Tobias, I know that you're a man that wound up graduating from Texas Tech, and we wound up seeing in recent days, Kerwin Walton decide that he is going to be going to Texas Tech, which I think is a little bit of an intriguing ad, because I think that the biggest thing that Texas Tech needed last year was a little bit of three-point shooting. He certainly is going to be able to deliver that. We wound up seeing his freshman year at North Carolina be solid, and then last year, he just didn't wind up being necessarily a fit with Hubert Davis's staff. What do you expect from him? Because I think the big question with Kerwin Walton is, is he going to be able to play good enough defense to warrant minutes for Texas Tech? Yeah, it was interesting. You know, as a freshman, I thought that he might have been a star, you know, going into his sophomore year. He had a really good freshman campaign. But like you said, second year, he really wasn't able to fit in with the staff. But I think that he'll definitely bring some shooting, which Tech needed. I think Tech shot 32% from three last year, and that clearly just not going to get it done. So to see them continue to address that need this offseason was, was, was a plus. But – I think that 
over the history of Tech, especially when they've been really good over the last, you know, three to four years, they've had a couple of defenders that weren't up to par. You look at like Davide Moretti, he was one that they, you know, he just, he had to get better defensively. You know, they challenged him every day in practice and he progressively got better from week to week. Even Matt Mooney, his first couple of weeks on campus, he wasn't a very good defender. He turned into a pretty good one over time in that one year. They've dealt with they've, de- they've dealt with this before. So I think that his defense, it may not be up to par as what we've seen, but when he gets in with their culture and Mark Adams, they're going to make him to a solid defender or he just simply won't play. And I think that starting position is available for him to take it if he wants it. So he's going to have to play defense if that's what he wants. Yep, it certainly is going to be interesting to see how that winds up working out. And we've seen it a lot in college basketball the last few years. These guys that they wind up committing late in the process. And by that, I would say June or later. A lot of these guys have had a little bit of a tough time latching on. We saw that with Texas. Marcus Carr wind up going to Texas a little bit late in the process. That wound up being a little bit of a hot mess. Mason Faulkner in a just Louisville program that last year was in all sorts of disarray. That did not wind up working out as well. Do you feel like a lot of these guys that they wind up coming in late, they're just at a little bit of a disadvantage in general with trying to be able to build camaraderie with their teammates? Yeah, I think it does definitely does play a significant role. I mean, you look at now, you have some of the team that are meeting at the coach's house, doing little game nights, doing the little small things, the activities, going to, you know, camps or whatever, just trying to build that camaraderie. So when you're not a part of that, that's a big part of building chemistry with your team. So, and it's interesting. There's a couple of good players, you know, out there that's left. You know, Monty Bates is still out there. You have a bunch of guys that are good players. They're not on anyone's college campus at the moment right now. So I think that it does have an advantage. You know, hopefully those guys can get in there, you know, keep their head down and just work hard. But yeah, I think it does take a it does take a hit when they're not there early. And even Remy Martin last season, he got off right. to a rough start to the year. Now, when it mattered the most, he was able to find it. Team was able to fire on all cylinders, but certainly right. was a little bit of tough sledding at the beginning of the season for him at right. Kansas, as we do have Tobias Bass joining me on the podcast. Does a terrific job over there at the Athletic. And I think that it is interesting what we wound up seeing on Friday as well with Joey Baker, one of the bigger name transfers being out there in the portal. He decides to go to Michigan, a Michigan program that they were one of the losers of the NBA draft decisions. I think that we mentioned as much last time you joined this podcast that they were. Now, Joey Baker, he's not necessarily going to be a replacement, in my opinion, for someone like a Caleb Heeson. But I do think that it was a little bit of a necessary move for Michigan with everything that they wound up losing this offseason. And I take a look at him. If they're trying to have them be like a 15-plus point-per-game score, Michigan is going to be in deep duty for this upcoming season. But if they have them as a little bit of a role player, I think that this is going to work out quite well for them. Yeah, I think it'll work out quite well for them. I mean, they're, they're going to still have a young team. A lot of those guys from last year, those freshmen, some of them didn't play that much. But, you know, they're going to have to play a lot now. And they bring in, what, four freshmen again. They're going to need as much experience as they can, you know, bring it in Jalen Llewellyn from Princeton, you bring it in Joey Baker, that's definitely going to help them with, you know, help them as far as maturity in that locker room. And we've seen that old wins in college basketball. So the more older players you have on your team, the better. Yep. I do agree with you there. And I do think that it has been fascinating to take a look at the big 10 this off season, because it feels like they've been sort of just taking a lot of these transfers late because they wanted striking out early and they're like, all right, David Jenkins is still out there. Purdue winds up being able to pick him up and they're just hoping for a little bit of something out of him. And it feels like the Big Ten just wound up going into the transfer portal a little bit with a lack of preparation. Now they're sort of scrambling last minute to fill out the roster. I don't know if you feel that way or not, but that's certainly what I've been getting sort of with regards to a vibe because I've not been too impressed by them this offseason. 
Yeah, no, yeah, there's been a few teams there like that as well. I was talking to a couple of college coaches today. They're like, man, we're still trying to fill out our roster. You know, they're still trying to fill out their roster. So I think that that's an issue that several teams across the country are going through. Because, I mean, you look at some teams, they went all in on the portal. They didn't get a single guy. And, you know, that hurts when you take resources away from recruiting and allocate them all to transfer portal. You better hit because if you don't get a, a guy on the transfer portal, you're kind of screwed. And that can leave a recruit with a bad taste in his mouth. And I think that a couple of programs did do that. And they took a bunch of swings, but a bunch of misses. I agree with you. And when it comes to the Big Ten as well, because I know that you're a big recruiting guy, how do you think that they want to join for the class of 2022? Because I know that a lot of places, they only have two teams within really their top 15 with regards to how they want to join. I take a look at the way that we wound up seeing things shake out for the class of 2022. And I felt like the Big Ten wound up leaving a little bit of something to be desired. Yeah, I think that, yeah, some of those teams, you know, a lot of those guys they were expecting, they might have went to the SEC or the Big 12. So that definitely kind of hurt. I think as far as from Michigan's standpoint is they were kind of lucky that they had a bunch of freshmen last year. You even look at a guy like Kobe Bufkin. He didn't play a ton, but he's a really, really good player. And I think that he'll come back and he'll be a really good player for them as well. Then this year they bring in four more players. So I think that they're just going to have to just develop those guys and you know get them up get them up to speed and there are some older teams there you know like Illinois they brought in a bunch of guys as well but I think for Michigan Stanford they're just gonna have to develop those guys on the fly and those freshmen they're gonna play a lot early and often so it'll be interesting to see how they do going forward would be remiss to not mention as well Indiana had a nice little pickup as well during the offseason Malik Radio that was very solid for them if it weren't for that they would have been a little bit more average that really was able to elevate them and I know that a lot of places actually put Indiana number one with regards to class of 2022 with the way that they were able to bring in talent along with Ohio State the fact that they wound up getting Roddy Gale Jr. I think is actually going to be really good for the team, yeah. which I think that that's going to be fascinating to take a look at. And with regards to some of these freshman classes that are coming in, they feel are going a little bit under the radar, Tobias. Is there one or two that really stand out to you? Because I, mean, I think that Ohio State has actually done a good job of you know, bringing depth. They don't necessarily have that one guy that stands out as like a top 30 guy that is going to come in right away and just be a dominant player. But I thought that they did a very solid job. And then I also take a look at what UCLA has coming in. They've got a pair of guys in Amari Bailey, along with Adam Bana, who I think are going to absolutely tear it up. They're a team that they really leap out to me. I'm not sure if there's a team or two that you feel like they should get a little bit more love than they have been getting for their freshman class. But I think that UCLA brought in two very good players. Yeah, I think UCLA definitely did bring in a good class. I'm going to give them love to LSU. I mean, what they went through was, you know, ridiculous. It wasn't what a month ago. They had basically no players on the team. So for them to bring in, you know, Tyrell Ward, who's a really, really good player, aggressive scorer, Jalen Reed, who's a really good low post player that's, that's very skilled, Sean Phillips, another guy. You bring in K.J. Williams along with that Murray State staff. I think what they were able to do as far as putting a team together, I mean, kind of, I wouldn't say last minute, but pretty much on the fly with limited resources i think i think they should they definitely should get a lot of credit for what they were able to do over the last month or so yep and matt mcmahon we wound up seeing what he was able to do while he was over there at murray state he was able to do an amazing job and i expect nothing less from him at lsu and i with the entirety of the sec we wound up seeing darn near half the programs wind up turning over at the coaching spot with six of them in total and i honestly think that all six programs 
at minimum, did an okay job. I think that South Carolina, they're going to be in for a little bit of a long year, but Lamont Paris, we saw what he was able to do at Chattanooga. Took him a couple years at Chattanooga before he was able to build things up. I think the same for South Carolina there, but I've been highly impressed by them, especially Missouri, and I think that one of the biggest pickups that we wound up seeing this season is Isaiah Mosley going over there as well, because before yeah. I was thinking Missouri was going to be a team that, you know what, two, three years from now, they're going to be able to build themselves up, and I still think it's going to be a little bit tough for them in the SEC this year, but bringing in Mosley immediately makes them more of a force, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that def- that helps them out significantly. I mean, you know, with their new staff, they were able to bring in a bunch of uh, grad transfers as well, so I definitely like what they're doing. I think they won't be good, but I think they'll be competitive. You know, maybe they could kind of be like how Kansas State was this year in the Big 12. Maybe they could, you know, scare a couple of teams, maybe even go on the road, maybe beat a Kentucky, maybe beat a Arkansas on the road. I think that'll, that would be something I think we could see because they're going to play hard and they're gonna, they'll be prepared. So you're going to get their best shot every time. So I think they'll be ready to play. They have talent now. So a fun team to watch. If there's a man that I will never count out for being able to get his team to overachieve a little bit, it is Dennis Gates after what he wound up doing at Cleveland State. That's for sure. As we have Tobias Bass over at The Athletic, he is joining me right here on the podcast, and we wound up seeing a little bit of a bombshell that wound up dropping on Friday as well. That is the fact that we're seeing coaching change at Davidson after so many years there, and literally like 24 hours after Steph Curry winds up winning finals MVP, Bobby Kelp, he decides to step down, and it's going to be staying within the family. His son is going to be taking over the reins at Davidson. What did you wind up making out of this, and just when it comes to coaching changes in general, I think that it is a little bit of an intriguing circumstance because you typically don't wind up seeing them happen this late in the offseason. And if you take a look at recent history, it actually hasn't worked out too bad for a lot of these teams, but it just feels very strange, the timing of it happening in mid-June. Yeah, no, the timing of it is definitely, you know, pretty weird. I mean, he's been, he was there 33 seasons. You know, like, he was there a very, very long time. Had another good season this past year. But it is kind of weird to see him leave so randomly, I mean, you know, his son's connected to their program. He knows his dad's style, so I think that they'll be okay. But to see, you know, a guy that's been there for so long and has so much success with that program was kind of odd to see him leave so late. But I think they'll be fine, and, you know, his son will have to just get those guys right. Yep, I think that it is going to be fascinating to take a look at it. I mean, overall, I'm very bullish on the Atlantic 10 this season. I think that outside of your, and I air quotes here, Power 6 conferences, I think that there's a lot of promise there. And is there maybe a conference that you take a look at that's outside of the Power 6, for lack of a better term, that you think could wind up having a big year? Because we wound up seeing it with the Mountain West last season up until the NCAA tournament. They wound up being able to bust out. They were able to get four teams into the NCAA tournament. I could see the Atlantic 10 be able to get like, Four or five teams in the NCAA tournament with St. Louis. You wind up seeing a couple of coaching irons. I don't think that UMass and Rhode Island are going to be able to make the NCAA tournament. But with them being a bit more improved, that winds up helping out some of the other powers out there in those conferences, like a Dayton, be able to elevate themselves as well. But is there maybe a conference that's a little bit off the beaten path that you really like the moves that they've been able to make this offseason and you think they could be able to get multiple bids? I would like to see, you know, the MVC. I'm a really big fan of Missouri State. Some of the guys they they brought in as well. You know, Leloy Chicago is always going to be in the mix. They're very, they're very well coached as well. That would be another conference that I think I'm going to look at as well. And I want to look at the Horizon League too. You look at Oakland. Oakland brought in some really good players this year. I want to see how they fare in the conference, but I think Oakland's going to be another sneaky team that, you know, maybe they might, might be able to get a big. You look at Detroit brought back some of their guys as well. You have to keep, keep looking at Cleveland State and Northern Kentucky as well. So I think that's another conference that fans should look out in is the Horizon and the MDC. 
if you can wind up having Rocket Watts be an even average three-point shooter for Oakland, boy, oh boy, you're going to be looking at something there. We wound up seeing what Jamal Cain wound up doing going from Marquette over to Oakland. He wound up lighting it up with 20-plus points per game. Rocket Watts wound up coming in, former top one recruit, had a good freshman year at Michigan State last two years. I think it's fair to say that they've been a little bit underachieving, but perhaps going out there to Oakland where we've seen a lot of guys go from the power level down to there and have big years, look no further than Kedrick Nunn as well. I think that that could be absolutely tremendous for them. And what else is absolutely tremendous is getting you on this podcast, Tobias. You do absolutely terrific work taking a look at the game of college basketball. I know that you do a lot of work with regards to recruiting as well, taking a look on that front. So love the good people at home. Know they're able to follow you on social media and just what you've got going on in general. Hey, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Tobias underscore Bass. That's T-O-B-I-A-S underscore Bass, like the fish. And check out some of our work at The Athletic. I know the draft is coming up in a little over a week. So we're going to be having a bunch of unique content with that as well. We're probably going to have some, you know, some coaches even contributing on there as well, giving us, you know, their takes and bids on, some of the players that they might have played, they might have had to play against, or some of the players that they've coached and seeing and giving their thoughts on how they'll fare at the next level. So check out all our work at the Athletic. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what we wind up getting out of this year's NBA draft because it feels like the couple guys at the top, we sort of know what to expect out of them, but I feel like there's a lot of meat in the middle in this year's draft. And as we've been seeing from some of these NBA champions, it's not all about getting the number one and number two pick. A lot of these guys that they're a little bit further down in the first round, heck, even a couple second round guys like Draymond Green. They wind up playing big roles for title teams. And Tobias does a great job just taking a look at the game of basketball over there at The Athletic. Always brings it on this podcast and did so once again today. So big thanks to him for joining me right here on Coast to Coast Hoops, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And coming up next, it is that time of the podcast. They give you a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and notes that we wound up seeing in college basketball over the last 24 hours. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my my game. <laughs> And we're back here in Lobby, Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Seats with myself, Greg Spears, and now a part of the Beeson Family of Podcasts. Always a pleasure to get Tobias Bass on the podcast. He does absolutely amazing work over there at The Athletic and was a pleasure to be able to chat with him. Unfortunately, we wound up doing our chat before we wound up seeing the really big piece of news from Saturday wind up going down. But with that said, we were able to get some thoughts on some of the teams that he thinks are going a little bit under the radar that would be able to do a solid job and always nice to be able to talk a little bit of recruiting with him as well. So big thanks to our good friend Tobias for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you a little bit of a recap as to all the news and notes that we wound up seeing in college basketball on Saturday. Shock, shock, surprise, surprise. We're going to be leading off with this one as you wind up seeing Geronimo Warner of Jackson State wind up entering into the transfer portal. I'm kidding. I'll get into Mr. Geronimo in a second, but Pete Nance, he decided that he was going to be going from Northwestern and he's going to be going to North Carolina. And now the debate becomes, do you wind up having North Carolina, Houston, or Gonzaga as your number one overall team? Because I mean, this is a perfect fit for being able to replace Brady Manick. 14.5 points, 6.5 boards, 2.7 assists per game, and the guy shot 45.2% from three-point range as a little bit of a six foot ten combo player. He was able to put up a little bit over a block per contest as well, and what I thought was very interesting in taking a look at it, he shot 45.2% from three-point range at home. He shot 45.2% from three-point range on the road. Home and road splits, that equal. You did wind up seeing a little bit of a dip in overall scoring on the road. A lot of that is because, well, some of your home games, they wind up coming against lesser competition towards the beginning part of the season then obviously most of your true road games when you play at a school like Northwestern they wind up coming up against Big Ten schools they also wind up coming against more power schools but I take a look at Pete Nance. I think that he elevates North Carolina. I don't know if he'll be quite as good as Brady Manick, but I think that there's actually a chance that he might be a little bit better. You take a look at what Brady Manick wound up doing prior to him going into North Carolina. And Manick, keep in mind, he was right around six foot eight ish. And when it comes to Pete Nance, he's actually closer to six foot ten. And Manick wasn't necessarily the same shot blocker that Pete Nance was, in my opinion, during the 2020 21 season. He came in after averaging right around 11 points, five rebounds, and shot 37 percent from three-point range at an Oklahoma team that objectively was better than Northwestern. I mean, we're going to call it what it is. Oklahoma, when they were coached by Mr. Long Kruger, that's a little bit better than this Northwestern team that is coached by our good friend Mr. Collins. But that said, I think that Pete Nance comes in and if I had to choose right now, I would lean a little bit towards North Carolina being my number one team. Fortunately, we've got about four plus months before the season winds up starting, so I'm able to take a look at this a little bit more. But with that said, I would have it North Carolina number one, Gonzaga number two, Houston number three with probably less than a point in my power ranking separating those top three. I think that it's very dead equal, unlike what we've seen in past off seasons where it's like Gonzaga is your clear number one, a few years ago, Baylor as your clear number two, and then just everyone else in college basketball there. It's a very, very good debate. If you wind up having Gonzaga number one, if you wind up having Houston number one, I cannot blame you. If you have someone outside the top three, I think that you're probably being a little bit of a homer to a school like Duke, a school like Arkansas. And I do like Arkansas. I think that Arkansas should be a top five team. I think that losing Jalen Williams wound up hurting them quite a bit, but that said, I do have a lot of respect for what they're able to do, and obviously, this is a situation in which, after a few games of the season, 
even if you wind up having UNC as your number one team, if they wind up dropping a game or two, that's obviously going to change. So preseason rankings, don't think that that winds up being the end-all, be-all by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, look no further than that Shabazz Napier team of UConn a few seasons ago. They certainly weren't the number one team in all of college basketball. They wound up winning the whole shebang, but fun to take a look at this time of year, and that is absolutely massive for North Carolina. And then speaking of Northwestern, you wind up having Casey Simmons decide that he was going to enter into the transfer portal as well. Someone who last season has freshman average two and a half points per contest. Shot just 25% from three-point range as a little bit of a six-foot-six combo player. Was able to warrant right around 12 or so minutes per game. It was just very much touch and go with him. He wound up seeing a little bit of playing time when it came to non-conference play and then once you wind up seeing Big Ten play, wind up getting gassed up. He was relegated to the bench a little bit more, and he was, according to 24-7 Sports, the number one or three recruit in the class of 2021. A lot of people had him in the fringes of the top 100, so this is a loss for Northwestern, and I mean, things are just not going well for our good friend, Mr. Collins, over there at Northwestern, ever since they wound up making the NCAA tournament in 2000 17, if memory winds up serving me correctly, and they were able to finally win a game. It's just been a very downward spiral from there. So, going to be interesting to see what they're able to do this season. I don't have high expectations for them. And then we get to Geronimo Warner, who wound up averaging zero points and one rebound per game for Jackson State. He is now in the transfer portal. And he's probably not going to be transferring to a D1 school, so that is not necessarily a lot of news. So, hopefully you guys enjoyed that little bit of a joke, but... This one is a little bit more meaningful, obviously not anything seismic or anything like that, but Warren Williams, he was playing in Manhattan last season. He has decided that he is going to be entering in the transfer portal during the 2021-22 season. Had a solid year at Manhattan. He's been an all-Metro Atlantic performer. He wound up having right in the neighborhood about eight points, three and a half rebounds per game, which was actually way down from what we wound up seeing during the 2020-21 season during that campaign. He wound up having 11 and a half points, 1.6 blocks, 7.3 rebounds per game. Did wind up having his minute slash this last season season from 27 minutes per game during that 2020-21 season down to 18 and a half minutes. Was a little bit more efficient shooting over 60% from the field this last season, but you gotta figure that there's gonna be someone that is looking for a big man that's able to give a team a few rebounds, a man that has played four years of college basketball and is able to be a key cog I wouldn't say at the power five level. If he does go to a power five level, he's probably going to be glued to the bench. But I mean, still, someone that was able to put up 11.5 points and 7.5 rebounds per game two seasons ago at 6'9, 240. You got to figure that there is going to be some sort of a market for teams that are going to be interested in him. So we're going to gauge where he winds up going in. Braylon Bush, he did not wind up playing last season two years ago at McNeese State. He did wind up actually having some good numbers. I'm surprised that he's going down to Navarro College because that's a non D1 school right there. He had 5.5 points, 3.5 assists per contest. Shot 42% from three. Wound up being on the fold last season. Now one thing is he was a little bit of a unique gentleman in that he was five foot six, one of the shortest players out there in all of college basketball. But I mean, he put up some buckets while he was at McNeese State in his one year. He's decided that he is going down to Navarro College. A little bit of shame that we don't wind up seeing someone be able to take a shot on the five six guy that's able to bury some threes. That's always a lot of fun to see, and it's always fun to be able to take a look at college basketball. And Tobias Bass makes it all the more fun. He does a terrific job over there at the Athletic. He wanted to join me today on the podcast and. 
as you guys have been hearing on this podcast conference previews starting to come your way as well because the knees and notes of college basketball they're starting to dwindle a little bit although we are still getting some bombs like we wound up seeing on Saturday but with that said we're going to be starting up conference previews doing low and mid-major conferences and then we're going to be going up to the power conference level towards the back half of this offseason and if you do like hearing from this fine podcast Coast Coast Hoops you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts Apple Podcasts Google Play Spotify Stitcher and TuneIn if you've got a question comment segment idea whatever you for this podcast you do have one of two ways to be able to find those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GNNRSQuarty1. Keep in mind, letters am they mean does not matter, so as per usual. Please send these into the timeline, otherwise find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. A big thanks once again to Tobias for joining me in the second segment. I'll be coming at you guys every single day, whether it be in the offseason or during the season, as once we wind up getting in-season picks and analysis on every single game every single day. So, I appreciate you guys tuning in today. I'll chat at you once again tomorrow. Thank you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can be all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you and you're able to learn more over at BetterHelp.com. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com.